Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Jaguars, they're just about a quarter of the way through their 2022 campaign, technically with a 17th game. They're not quite a quarter of the way there yet, but we're going to break these games down into pairs of four uh, as we move through the season, and we're just going to check in, call it a progress report, a state of the team, call it whatever you want. This will be kind of a broad view look at where the Jaguars are through their first four contests in 2022, and we're going to do this for every quarter moving forward throughout the season. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you want to support the channel further, you can go check out GenJag.com. We've got a hat sale going on right now, today only, Tuesday, August 4th, 30% off all hats with code HAT30. On genjag.com, you can also become a channel member. We've got links in the description below. All right, Jaguars progress report. Excuse me. State of the Jaguars, whatever we're calling it here. The Jaguars are 2-2. Two and two. They're in first place in their division as they currently own the tiebreaker with Tennessee, which is conference record at this point in the season because the two teams have not played. Um, within the context of the AFC, The Jaguars are still in third place. They would host a home playoff game if the season ended today. They'd be in third place. They're still on rocky ground, both in their division and within their conference. From a record perspective, there is certainly much work to be done at only 500. Um, You say only. Of course, a lot of fans are out there like, only 500. The Jaguars have been so poor over the last several years. Um... Considering the Jaguars won just four games over the last two seasons as a whole, two big wins in four contests to start 2022 is impressive. No question about that. But fans and certainly the people inside that building down at TIAA Bankfield, they need to hold a higher standard. It's not just about being better than the Jaguars have been. That's a very low bar to hurdle. It's not just about being good. It's about being a legitimate contender. It's about building to become a legitimate contender. And a lot of the advanced stats to this point in the season suggest the Jaguars are on their way to doing just that. They're fourth in team DVOA over on footballoutsiders.com. It's a more advanced way to measure the statistics. Provides more context with the statistics. Fourth in the entire NFL. Seventh in team's average net yards per attempt. For the team, that's both offensively and defensively. They're seventh in that in that statistic. The numbers like the Jaguars. The eye test does too. They're still fourth in turnover differential despite the fumbles in Philly. And they're second in point differential at plus 38 behind only the Buffalo Bills, who most have pegged to be the Super Bowl favorite. 
Offensively, the Jaguars have done a complete 180. They throw to score and they run to win. That is Doug Peterson's philosophy. Did it cost them in Philly? Maybe. But so did Trevor's inability to hold on to the football despite those tropical depression uh, type weather conditions where you had the wind swirling, you had gusts up to 20 miles per hour, you had consistent rain, and it really started coming down in the second and third quarter. Still, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, Despite his turnover-filled day in Philly, he's still showing massive progress as a leader, as a field general, someone who can read the field and manipulate defenses, and in the accuracy department. He's tied for ninth in adjusted completion percentage across the whole league. He's thrown eight touchdowns to just two interceptions, and he's consistently had the Jaguars' offense on the move, again, outside of a game in which they were playing through the remnants of Hurricane Ian. The numbers and the eye test suggest Trevor's struggles with ball security in Philadelphia are more of a blip than a trend. He was named AFC Offensive Player of the Week following his performance against the Chargers in Week 3, and this is a young quarterback that looks like he is headed in the right direction in a big way. A lot of that is credit to him, his work ethic, his leadership, and his skill, his talent on the field. A lot of that credit goes to Doug Peterson. A lot of that credit goes to... Um, to Mike McCoy, his quarterback coach, Jim Bob Cooter, the passing game coordinator, and of course, Press Taylor. This team, from a head coaching standpoint, Doug Peterson appears to have full buy-in from the coaching staff and the players, and that's helping Trevor out, that's helping the offense out. Why does he have full buy-in? He has previous credibility with what he's done in Philly and throughout his career as a coach. He's continued to earn respect with his actions, his demeanor, and his treatment of everyone inside the Jaguars building. From giving veterans a rest this summer during OTAs to supplying all the vanilla ice cream that anyone could want, to his calm, cool, and collected demeanor, to his aggressiveness as a play caller and a decision maker showing belief in his team. It's easy to understand why players are all in on this guy. And his ability as an offensive play caller has really, has really shined so far. Helping the Jaguars to score 26.3 points per game, which has them on pace to set a franchise record. In Doug Peterson's first season, a franchise record for points is what they're on pace for. Both their passing and rushing attacks have shown signs of growth through the first four weeks. James Robinson and Travis Etienne on the ground, they look like a dangerous two-headed monster in the backfield. Um, They're both coming off major foot injuries last year. James Robinson with the Achilles late in December. Travis Etienne with the Liz Frank in August. And neither player looks like their ailments or their previous ailments are impacting their game at all. James Robinson looks as good as he ever has, and Travis Etienne looks just as quick and explosive as he ever has. In the receiving game, Christian Kirk has established himself as the go-to guy, hauling in 20 catches for 327 yards and three touchdowns in just four games for the Jaguars so far. He's been Doug Peterson's ultimate chess piece on offense, moving him around the formation and, and getting him in positions to make plays. Zay Jones, Jamal Agnew, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, and ETN, they have all made an impact on the passing game as well, a positive impact consistently throughout this, this early part of the season. Up front, 
You look at the Jaguars' offensive line. They've shown a lot more good than bad, in my opinion. There have been some ups and downs, but after battling with some incredibly talented defensive fronts over the first four weeks, I think the Jaguars' offensive line appears to be headed in the right direction. There's been solid stretches of play from each member of that group, and I think that as they continue to coalesce and continue to grind throughout this season, they look like a group that is going to be able to get the job done for you. Are they one of the best in the league? No. But can they get the job done for you with Trevor Lawrence, who has so much pocket presence and pocket maneuverability, James Robinson and Travis Etienne being such good backs? Yeah, I think this offensive line can get the job done for you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On defense, the Jaguars have become a ball-hawking unit. They've forced the third most turnovers in football with nine. That's the same amount they forced all of 2021. That's an incredible stat. More of an indictment on the 2021 squad than the 2022 squad, but uh, the fact that they are third in the NFL for forcing turnovers, nine turnovers in four games, they are doing a really good job of getting the offense the ball back. And while there is plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball for the Jaguars, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell deserves a ton of credit for his varied and multiple looks both on the back end and up front. It's really difficult for offenses to pinpoint how to attack the Jaguars' defense with so much variability, with so much flexibility within alignments, within schemes, within player packages, personnel packages. The pass rush hasn't been super consistent, but they've had their moments, no doubt. And the one player up front who has been consistent in the pass rush department week in and week out is Josh Allen, who has had 20 quarterback pressures, which is second most in the NFL, tied for second most behind Micah Parsons. Seven quarterback hits, which is tied for first in the NFL. Two forced fumbles, and he's been really solid against the run. Um, Josh Allen has been on a mission all year, and he's been one of the best edge players in the NFL to this point in 2022. First overall pick, Trayvon Walker. He had a slow day against All-Pro Lane Johnson in Philly, but the first round pick, he's had moments in every single game outside of week four where he elevated that defense. He went beyond the X's and O's to make plays that changed the game for the Jaguars' defense, and he's proven to be a quality run defender already. He's a true specimen, a freak, a man amongst boys as just a rookie right now. And Devin Lloyd, speaking of players coming in, he won NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month for September. Uh, he, He leads all rookies in tackles. He has picked off two passes. He's been getting his hands on a ton of other passes. He's been good against the run and the pass. Struggled a little bit down the stretch in week four against the Eagles, but who didn't for the Jaguars defense? Devin Lloyd, the the second first round pick for the Jaguars in 2022, traded up to number 27 to land him. He has been worth every penny. When it comes to stopping the run, as I mentioned, the Jaguars Overall, they've done an excellent job in 2022. 
I know they just gave up 200 yards to the Eagles on Sunday. Took the Eagles 50 carries to get to 200 yards, though. And they looked strong defensively against the run in that contest until the offense began to flounder, until the offense began to consistently turn the ball over, not giving the defense any rest on the sideline and putting them in poor situations from a uh, from a field position standpoint. The Jaguars' defense got worn down in Philly. Eagles took advantage with Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, two really talented runners. Still, the Jaguars, even despite giving up over 200 yards to the Eagles on the ground, they've allowed just 93 yards per game um, rushing through the first four weeks of the season. I think that looks like a strong unit. Against the pass, it's been mostly good for the Jaguars. They've have, they have had a bit of a bend but don't break outlook here. As I've mentioned, they've been hunting those turnovers. They've got a lot of interceptions so far this year. You saw Andre Sisco with the pick six. They've been very active on the back end there. The one major concern at this point for the defense is the depth up front. The Jaguars' best run defender, Foley Fatu Kasi, he's dealing with a quad injury and is currently day-to-day, according to head coach Doug Peterson. Should he miss time, the Jaguars may have to turn to the practice squad where you could be looking at Corey Peters or Israel Antoine. Free agency, there's some other big vets out there. Maybe even the trade market to beef up that interior because this team prides themselves on stopping the run, forcing offenses into clear passing situations, and then feasting. That's what the Jaguars have done so well this, this year. On special teams. The Jaguars have been fairly good. Jamal Agnew hasn't gotten the return game going yet, but Logan Cook has been aces on the punts while Riley Patterson has made seven of eight of his field goal attempts, every extra point try, and he has been getting it into the back of the end zone with some regularity lately on the kickoffs. So you've got Logan Cook going, you've got Riley Patterson going, the coverage units look good. If you can get Jamal Agnew going, who is arguably... Maybe not even arguably. He is the best returner in the game today. Once he gets that feel going, once you give him a little more space to work with, you could be looking at one of the better special teams units as a whole in the NFL, led by special teams coordinator Heath Farwell. All right, so the Jaguars, they have earned a B-plus for me. In my book, it's a B-plus. I'm not grading on a curve due to the ineptitude of years past. This is a new regime and they should be held, or excuse me, they should not be held to the same low standards that we've had for the Jaguars in years past. The bottom line is the Jaguars should be 3-1 and one, or even 4-0 and oh at this point. They should have taken down the Commanders in week one. There's no question about it. They left a lot of points on the field and they should have gone up 21-0 to the Eagles in the second quarter if Trevor Lawrence was able to hit Jamal Agnew on a double move he had stacked the defenders and he was racing towards the end zone and Trevor just overshot him by a little bit instead of being 3 and 1 or 4 and 0 oh, the Jaguars are 2 and 2 after losing both of the dog fights they've been in to this point which is something they're going to need to show that they can do is win close games they haven't done that yet but it is a credit to the coaching staff and the team as a whole for being within a score in both losses while both wins have come out come in blowout fashion against the Colts and Chargers. The Jaguars are a young, again, the fourth youngest team in football. Hungry, talented, and well-coached football team. They appear to be on the rise, in my opinion. Up next, they've got Houston at home. 
They've got the Colts in Indianapolis, the Giants back in Jacksonville, and then the Broncos in London. Should be a really fun second quarter of the season. Stay tuned for more Duval, and thank you so much for being here. Follow me on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel further, again, you can go pick up a new hat or shirt on GenJag.com. You can also become a channel member. We've got the links in the description below. Have a great Tuesday, Duval. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.